Hey, welcome to the 60 Kickstart Podcast. We're here with uh, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha's Justin Cooper. So, hey, Coop, thanks for coming by the office today on this uh, Monday after a weekend off. Yeah, uh, had a long weekend off, honestly. I uh, just did a little bit of beak stuff, uh, just took it easy, and uh, it was nice after those uh, four tough rounds. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting right back into it. No, not really too much of a break. Yeah, it looks like you got some sun this weekend. So, I, I'm surprised you'd want to go to the beach and be in the sun. After those three hot rounds. Well, the funny thing is I fell asleep on the beach, so <laughs> that, that'll do it. That'll, that'll get you more burnt than you want to be. But, um, yeah, I just tried to do everything I could to relax and just take the time off as best as I could without doing too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it good not to have to stay in a routine? Like, are you free to go all the way off the grid for one weekend and it's not too big of an upset to your program? Uh, it's like a Saturday afternoon to Sunday kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a day and a half to just... Yeah, do whatever you want, just which is basically nothing, because you don't want to do anything after a long training week. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, just taking it as easy as I can and uh, trying to get uh, regrouped and you know still fired up for the last uh, the last half of the series. Mm-hmm. So you got uh, you got your first win out of the way, and it came with a two-two instead of the first moto win like normal. But did that take away from it all, or was it just super sweet to get your first one? Oh, it didn't matter how I got it. Just just holding the number one trophy was was the special part, and it uh, it was kind of overwhelming. The, last, the first three, just not getting it done after winning all the first motos, and uh, it just took a toll on me. And then I don't know. I had an off weekend at High Point, really off weekend. It it was bad all day from practice on, but uh, uh, yeah, just had that ninth and was kind of confused at that point, and then came out and won. So it it was. It's kind of like a roller coaster of emotions, but uh, it was definitely it kind of caught me off guard that win, and it was good to do it there uh, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to be the key for the second half of the nationals? I mean, you know, you got your first win. Dylan seems to have caught some momentum. Adam's about the same as usual. Maybe it faltered a little bit here and there, but uh, you know, we're in the home stretch now. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come down to getting out there and winning it's there's no if hands or butts about it you have to go out there and you know get the job done you can't really rely on anyone to make any mistakes so uh yeah the plan is to come out swinging for millville and get the overall there and just uh you know take it race by race though you can't can't really look too far ahead yet and uh we're still very much in it uh s- still i think like 26 down but uh just have, we have to get closer to the you know we have to start closing it now because it's been like that the whole season, so uh, yeah. So the plan is to just go out there and each moto and do our best, and hopefully, you know, start closing that gap. Has there been anything in these last few races, Southwick, Redbud, where you haven't been in the mix for wins? Is something that maybe we didn't know about, or has it just been the way that the races have unfolded? I've honestly been looking for. I've been trying to reinvent the wheel too much, honestly, mm-hmm. with the bike, and uh, we've made some progress with the bike, but then. We've made some really bad decisions on the bike, so uh, just looking to, we're going to try and, you know, start, go back to where we were. We we were definitely off at Red Bud, and I know why, so uh, just got to, it was a mistake on our part, and just got to be better, and uh, just make the right moves when it comes to setting up the bike, and, you know, do it does what works, and don't try and venture off and like overthink it too much. Is it weird when you come to the races on a Saturday and think that maybe you guys have something that could be the key to the next big deal, but 
that there's also a pretty high risk that it could bite you in the end and cause results like what happened at Redbud where it doesn't work out the way you expected? Like, how do you weigh the pros and cons of that? Well, basically, we're doing all this testing out in California, so it's hard to, um, I guess, get it right for what the track's going to bring the next weekend. Like, mm-hmm. each track is totally different, you know, whether it's high speed, rough, sand, like, there's just so many elements that goes into setting up a bike and it's really done on race day the best we can do it Mm -hmm. Uh, we start with what we what we know and we kind of venture off and take some risks here and there which uh aren't always good but uh it's it's you gotta you gotta know what you're doing with the bike and you gotta set it up pretty quick and practice so uh as long as you can do that you're you're in for a good day Mm -hmm. is being uh is being involved in the press day activities is that advantageous to me, it's not. Um, it's fun. That's about all I get out of that. But uh, I don't know. Where was it? Southwick. I put down my fastest lap of the day, the second lap. I didn't even know the jumps, really. I was just kind of just uh, guessing everything from the year before. But uh, as long as we get the jumps down and all that, it's all it all comes so quick to us that it – I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but maybe other people need it. But uh, I think we're all at a pretty good uh, – point where we know what we're doing supercross is a lot different when there's rhythms involved and all that tech technicality stuff but uh outdoors is it's a uh, it's just a race against like once the track gets really rough that's when it kind of if you were to if you were to ride a rough track and press days are usually not rough so if it was a rough track maybe you get some advantages out of it seeing you could uh you know set up the bike for what it, you think it's going to be the next day but it's always pretty flat and, you know, different for race day. Mm-hmm. When you talk about a uh, setup that was incorrect for yourself, is that obviously suspension? Uh, yeah, we were actually uh, trying some different stuff with uh, the back end that we tried in Supercross that helped. But mm-hmm. uh, on outdoors, it's, it gets a lot more rough, so it, it kind of doesn't work that way. We need all, like, the most we can get out of the suspension, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were trying to we were playing around with we thought it worked out here in california so we gave it a shot mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad but uh it wasn't you know helping me at all to put it that way the last three races that we've had uh southwick florida and then red butter pretty sandy millville sandy too and there's not a lot of places like that for you guys to ride out here so what are you guys doing through the week to mimic that or can you at all uh nothing really just uh we basically have paula which is pretty pretty sandy uh up in the front section but uh other than that it's it's uh yeah just getting the motos in mm-hmm. seat time and you know go showing up on the race weekend and you know giving her all we got mm-hmm. how tired are you are you of paula right now or fox raceway <laughs> yeah it's rough because i kind of let it go after the the national and it's like the back section they have i they i guess it's the old amateur track but it's got such a hard base that it's it's really not it's just nothing good about it for me and for us so it would be i wish they would go back to the old layout where they cut out that back section and made it you know a little bit shorter of a track but uh a lot better dirt Mm -hmm. um kind of going back to what you were saying too on you've had some not so great results these last few um and when redbud's just an off day how do you leverage that with the team like when you explain to them hey i'm not 100% 100% where I need to be today maybe it's bike or body or whatever and then how understanding are they of okay that's fine but we only have 24 opportunities through a year to make this happen 
yeah, so obviously you do the best that you can. I feel like I didn't do my job at high point mm-hmm. when I wasn't happy, but, uh, I mean, you live and you learn from that. But uh, I felt like I did what I could at Redbud. My starts were pretty bad there as well, so that didn't help anything. And uh, just the the team gets it. We've uh, we've done a lot of testing this this last off week, and we'll still test going into this weekend. But uh, we've have a we have a lot better of a setting mm-hmm. as far as what we've had in the beginning. It's kind of similar to that, and I think we're just going to take that to the race, and we're going to be a lot better off than Redbud. I feel so. Uh, no worry there. We were, the bike was pretty good at Southwick. Honestly, the track was just so gnarly there that it, it just took a toll on, it took a toll on everyone, but, uh, those guys were able to get through it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, do you, uh, or, or not do you, but was it super frustrating having Dylan, your teammate overtake you for second when I know that there's like a little bit of it's team Dylan and then team everyone else. Uh, it, it's good to see uh, him, you know, get the win, but it's also not good for us to see him get momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's short lived though. In the, in this series, honestly, it's, it's hard to have two good weekends in a row to be up there on top. And, uh, I don't, I don't think that'll happen for him. I don't think he'll catch a hot streak, but, uh, he can prove us all wrong. That's for sure. But, I'm going to do my best to get back up to on top and, you know, give it a, f- a fair fight for this championship. Yeah. Dude, how gnarly was that at Southwick? The fans that were giving him the finger. Yeah, I <laughs> actually f- saw that the next day and I started cracking up because that was awesome. Like, I would have done the same thing. If, flipped him back yeah, off? Yeah, someone was flipping <laughs> me off. That's that's not cool. So, uh, that was pretty That was pretty cool what he did back. Yeah. I think, isn't Southwick where James had the mm-hmm. problems? I'm pretty much almost in the exact same tre- a section, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the same group of guys? Probably. God. Nice. Have you have you had anything like that at all? Like people that uh, give you a hard time? Uh, just the crybaby stuff after Thunder Valley. But uh, I was being a crybaby. I was I was pissed. I was real mad. But uh, just... Uh, yeah, did your opinion of that change after you saw the footage? Uh, no, not really. He cut the track. So I'm going to stick to my word on that. You saw what happened to him at Red, but I think that was way less of a problem than what happened at Thunder Valley. But uh, felt like they they probably felt like they owed it to him to give him that. And mm-hmm. Can't obviously you can't let the guy do it a, a certain amount of time, or else he's he's just gonna keep doing it. So uh, I mean, yeah, there's not much. I'm still that that'll <laughs> never go down right with me, but. Uh, <laughs> It, it's not it doesn't bother me anymore it's it yeah. is what it is and uh yeah i just move forward hey him coming back on where he came on was that kind of in your mind when you went down later on or was that just a totally opposite random thing too i've told everyone that i think it's it didn't play it and then like affected my mind but that then i think about it that whole like next lap i was thinking about <laughs> like hey i think i have some like room to give here like if he mm-hmm. ends up getting by me it's not gonna be a problem so like i'm gonna get the time back i think i might have been subconsciously thinking mm-hmm. about it or something and that could have fluked me but uh the rut was actually caved in where i fell so i think that had you know a lot to do with it but yeah no excuses mm-hmm. that was a pretty good fall though it was it was epic i was <laughs> it happened so fast so i don't it's it's cool watching it back on tv but it's it it happened all so fast that it didn't even feel like that. Yeah. So the guy, the fans that are giving you a hard time about the crybaby thing, have you thought about like just playing it up and like 
getting a crybaby patch or something. <laughs> I haven't thought about it that that far, but uh, it's a uh, it's really hard to just ignore all the people because they they don't go away. They're just they just yeah. un- they're just annoying. Like it, it, they're keyboard warriors, and they just keep at it, and yeah. they have nothing better to do. But um, maybe that'd be the way to shut them up. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Just just embrace it. Yeah. Just fully go after it. And that's I might do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call up Thor after this. Yeah. Did you see a perception in the public change after you won WW, especially with how hard you charge in that second moto and basically almost pass out on the podium? Yeah, well, well you have the people that are, you know, totally hated towards me since then. And then you got had the guys that were on the fence like, ah, oh, that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And then those guys are like, wow, like he deserved that one. And I, I have a lot of respect for him now. Like, uh, everyone saw how like how bad it was after the race. So um, I don't think anyone can discredit me of that one. But I'm sure the people that are hating on me hated it even more seeing that. So uh, it was all around it was all around good for me. But uh, they can take it how they want it. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're quiet. You know, you need to joke around more or something. Or yeah, you don't give a lot of, of people what to know. They're just like, uh, what's he going to say? Because whenever you do say something, I think everybody's still so new to you that they haven't figured out your personality yet. Yeah, like I'm I'm fine during the week and everything, but on, on race weekends, I'm, I'm so nervous and there's so much pressure and it's just like everything's just like I have all this weight on my shoulders. Like mm-hmm. I feel like every time I'm at the track, so – it's kind of like I need to have more fun with it, but as of right now, I don't I don't know how else to take it. It kind of mm-hmm. just let it sit on my shoulders and, you know, just go out and ride. Well, I mean, you're just a second-year guy too, so are you surprised at how fast you've established yourself within the class, or did you think it would be this quick? Yeah, like I haven't seen anyone kind of establish themselves like this gnarly. Like it usually takes a few years of like learning, but uh, I didn't really expect it like this. Honestly, didn't expect to come this far in the sport even – you know, a couple of years ago, but it's uh, crazy how, what a mindset will do and all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, even the team, I think they're like, they kind of don't even realize it's my second year yet. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, well, you need, you know, you need to go out there and win and all this stuff. And it's just my second year, but you know, I'm, I'm accepting those challenges too. I'm not, I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm still here to win and mm-hmm. whether it's my second year or not. Uh, I'm here to, you know, go out and win. And that's a good thing, too, because then you're not, you you don't think the clock is ticking and I have to do all this now because I'm going to advance out. You have probably three more years to do what you need to do before it's time to take the next step. Exactly. I have plenty of time in, uh, in the 250 class as of right now. So, you know, looking forward to a lot, a lot of years left and uh, a lot of, you know, just racing in the 250 class mm-hmm. and just getting more and more experience before I make that next step to the 450 and uh yeah just seeing what we can do and in this 250 class right now Mm. cool hey let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors but uh we will be back with more justin cooper hey everyone it's marvin miskin from the red bull ktm racing team right now ktm is making it easier than ever to get out and ride head to your local ktm auto rise dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt street adventure and naked models or check out ktm.com to learn more today hi this is 250 supercross champion chase sexton of the geico honda team to get the most performance out of your motocross bike make sure you're using the yoshimura exhaust systems 
Visit Yosh at yoshimira-rd.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast. Riders like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, welcome back to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. Uh, we're joined today in studio by Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha's Justin Cooper. So we just came off of three really hot races. How do you prepare for that, being a guy at base in California instead of in the heat and humidity of Florida? Um, the main thing is just staying as fresh as you can and just making sure you suffer the most on, on that yeah. race day. It's about all you can do because it's not as hot here mm -hmm. so it could be hot but not humid so just uh you know make sure you're fresh is the main thing and just go into the weekend and give it all you got and that's all you have at the end of the day is it uh when you say maintain your freshness is it you don't ride too hard override yourself during the week out here yeah right we usually like during those that stretch we were riding one day a week uh just on a tuesday we do the full schedule like 235s and all that and just you know, a lot of cardio, like bicycling and stuff like that, but flying out on Thursday, just keeping it pretty fresh. Um, little elliptical here and there, and just uh, staying staying as fresh as we can while, you know, not doing nothing. You guys aren't doing the old school riding in sweatshirts, no air conditioners in the rental cars when you get there, nothing like that? No, we work so hard. Like, <laughs> we work so hard on the weekend, and then we work so hard during the week. It's, it's not worth it for us. It's just going to... If anything, that's going to hurt us. We're going to show up to the race and not be ready to give it our all. We're going to be at 80%. So uh, we just do our best to get feeling as good as we can and give it what we have and, you know, hopefully come on top at the end of the day. Has this three-hour time change, like going back and forth, is that an effect on you on race weekend? Because, like, I know for me it'll be 2 o'clock in the morning in a hotel room in you know maryland or wherever we are and i can't sleep and i know i gotta get up at five or six the next morning is it hard for you guys especially because you have so much more to do yeah um it's that's the probably the toughest part of it you know i've i've been up to 12 30 one o'clock in the morning several times on these east coast weekends and you know getting up at 5 30 to go eat breakfast so four or four or five hours of sleep is is uh pretty rough but uh, I try and take a lot, like a nap here and there before the motos. After practice, we have some time, so just uh, take it e as easy as we can. And uh, you know, then once we get racing, it's not too bad because you know we're fired up. And I just don't know if uh, if how much that affects us having that little sleep. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been doing a little bit better with that. Trying to fly in uh, on Fridays now, so 
we got Washiro coming up. That'll that'll be good. It'll be a little change of pace mm -hmm. having the East Coast guys come here and you know having to deal with the time difference there. So uh, it's it's not bad. I don't I don't mind it. I would I wish I could get to sleep a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I try pretty hard, but uh, I mean we all get up pretty early, like five thirty six o'clock to go eat breakfast. So it's uh it's an early day no matter what. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you guys do the trash can thing after the race? The, 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 ice the ice bucket. Bath, yeah. Uh, we did it at WW. Yeah. In between motos. Now, were there four cans, or did you guys take turns? We actually had kiddie pools. Kiddie pools. Yeah. Okay. So, we had uh, like two big kiddie pools that we jump into, and uh, nice, just nice to cool the uh, body temperature down. It was, it was so hot there. Like, probably it can't. It doesn't even compare to Loretta's. I feel like or maybe mm -hmm. it's just the longer motos, but. It was, it was pretty hard to even like six, seven laps to go. It was like, I was already like too hot at that point. So it was, it was tough, honestly. So the heat exhaustion thing is pretty gnarly because think about like Chase Sexton, mm. he cooked himself and can't race now, you know? Is there ever a point in the motor where you're like, dude, this is getting way too hot where you would consider protecting your health and backing it off? It's, yeah, as opposed it, to letting it hang out and overheating. I feel like if you back it off, you're getting less wind. <laughs> Honestly, I that's feel like why you it's get, so hot in my. I feel speed. like you get hotter. I feel like you get hotter if you are going like as fast as you can. It takes your mind off of when you're going as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're kind of just lily dagging around, you have nothing to think about but the heat. Mm -hmm. So, it, the heat definitely did catch up to me because I was giving it my all in, in that second moto, and all of a sudden I was, I was just the heat just started entering my head it felt like like mm -hmm. it was messing with my head and i i definitely was feeling a little bit delirious after the second one so uh it's scary it's it's not anything we want to do yeah but uh i mean we're all going through the same conditions so uh it's part of it how do you manage that after the race is it just load up with as much liquid as you can or is it specific things Honestly, like when I got off the track, it was just keeping water on my head because I was so hot and uh, I wasn't even worried about drinking that much. I was just worried about cooling oh, down. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was so hot. So, but yeah, I was uh, having water dumped on my head while I was drinking water. So just, you know, getting, getting back to normal, I, I guess you could say is the, is the first part and then just filling up with the, our normal stuff, just protein and all that. Mm-hmm. Those last maybe two, three laps at WW in the second moto, when you know uh, the overall's in sight, but it's probably the hottest race you've ever done and the most physically tiring, what was going through your head to get to the finish line? Like, was it pretty hard not to peak too high? I knew I had it with, like, three or four laps to go, but then I was like, well, do I have the rest of the moto? Like, I don't, I don't know how many mm -hmm. more minutes I can be out here. Like... Yeah, I just got so hot. Like the last two or three laps were really, really tough. But uh, it just, it was, it, it was all mental games. Honestly, I was just like, all right, just get through this next half lap. I took it like a half lap at a time, just even turn by turn. Just like, all right, we're getting closer now. We're under two laps. Like just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty scary. But uh, I was thinking about taking my goggles off there at the end. But uh, just. You know, I, I kept them on. Mm -hmm. I, Just something to get air going. Yeah, I was I was really thinking about it, but as I got closer and closer to the finish, I was like, I, I think I got this. Mm -hmm. 
So. Okay, so the big win. Did you uh, reward yourself with anything? Honestly, I wish I could have, but I was too tired. <laughs> I know. The week later, though, I mean, you probably made some I good mean, bonuses. And... Yeah, I got good bonuses, but uh, we're back racing the next weekend at Southwick, so That's true. there's not there's not too much to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Um, what uh, what do you think about like you know you have how many races are left, Anton? Seven? Not Six? even that. Five. Uh, five. Five races. Okay, so you got five races left. Washougal's not a traditionally warm one. This it's weekend's actually, not supposed to be hot either. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges of the races left? I know this weekend at Washougal, you guys always say it's slippery. Uh, Millville then, this weekend. Or Millville. Sand, yeah. God, we're talking about, yeah, I'm still on vacation mode. You're I just got on a boat. Okay, so Millville this weekend, but then, uh, well, Millville's just plain badass, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the coolest track, I think. Um, but then Washougal's got the slipperiness and the in and out of the shadows, and then Unadilla's Una the big natural monster. I mean, what are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? Millville, I got second last year overall, so I really enjoyed that track. I was, it has a little bit of everything, I feel. It's got the elevation, got the sand, got the dirt, just uh, all around good track, good race track, and good national track. Like, it's a national level track, I feel, and uh, I'm excited for that one, especially. Uh, Washougal, not not a big fan of. Uh, I don't think anyone really is. It's kind of one of those tracks. It's it's a cool national track, but it's kind of a weird racetrack. And uh, I didn't mind it too much last year. The start is very important there. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, home race Unadilla is gonna be sick. Hopefully, it's not muddy this year. Uh, I want to race a like a traditional, you know, rough, rutted. Unadilla for once. Mm -hmm. Had mud races the last two years there. So uh, then we got Bud's Creek and Ironman. Uh, Bud's Creek is good. I've grew up riding there a lot, so uh, it's a good track. Uh, but I'm more looking forward to Ironman at the end. That's mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorites. The big finale. A lot of people say they like that track. Is it just the layout is good because it's a mix of like high speed, low speed, big jumps, good dirt, good dirt, uh, big jumps, just. Good environment, I feel. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, the, the dirt's really good. And it, it it separates a lot of people with all the line choices they have. And just all around, just like pretty gnarly, ready track. So, mm -hmm. uh, definitely makes for good racing, I feel. Okay, when you're at the races, you know, you finish your moto. You're obviously in the truck trying to cool off, rest up. Do you watch on TV the, the 450 races? Or are you just kind of like concentrating on recovering? Uh, yeah, we just cool off you know get our gear off and get changed and we'll, we'll sit down and watch the start of the 450 we'll probably watch like 20 minutes of it mm -hmm. get uh dressed up and go down so uh yeah it's good to just look at the lines that they're using see what mm -hmm. they're doing different and you know how the tracks i guess developing and changing do you go back later in the week at home and watch the full 450 race or nah? no i don't think i've watched one yet this year so uh yeah. not i haven't even watched uh, the 250 at Redbud, so mm -hmm. uh, I only watch the ones that were that were good for me. So I don't like to relive the pain. <laughs> um, last year, your first race at Hangtown, Swanning was on some video and he talked about how you were kind of almost too nervous to eat properly that day, and you bonked in the middle of it. 
and you said still that there's still some pressure and some nerves that when you go, how have you adjusted to that second year in to be able to go through a whole program and get food in and not get too beaten down or too keyed up before the gate drops? Honestly, waking up earlier. Really? I don't, I don't get nervous until like probably practice time now. Mm -hmm. Like where as a rookie, I I wouldn't even sleep. I would, I'd be thinking about it and I'd wake up, I couldn't eat and just stuff like that. Just a little bit of experience helps with that. So Mm -hmm. now, uh, no problem eating at breakfast and you know, no problem eating throughout the day. So all that's, uh, good now. And it was, it was tough as a rookie to, I guess I always had, even at like Loretta's I'd have it, but, uh, if I waited too long, I would not eat. Like it would just not sit well, <laughs> nothing like I had no appetite mm-hmm. pretty much. So, uh, all different now. And that's, uh, one of the things you really can't play around with if you want to be at the top of your game. Hey, speaking of rookies, you guys have uh, Ty Masterful in the truck. Pretty. Is he the first guy since Dungey that's gone straight from B into a truck? Most recent that I can yeah, think of. Yeah, so, that. I mean, pretty gnarly jump for him, and he's done it admirably well, right? Do you, as, like, a sophomore guy, try to offer him advice or anything, or is it just like, you uh, know, stay away from me? If he asks for it, I do, but there's not really much to tell him. Like, I never... The, the team, you know, does all that for him. Yeah. So uh, whatever I can help with, I do. Like, if he were to ask me a question on what I'm doing, uh, yeah, no problem, like, giving him advice like that. But we all pretty much have meetings as a team, like, on what we need to do and, you know, what uh, they're expecting from us to, uh, you know, reach our full capability out there. So uh, it's not really a guessing game on what, what we need to do better. So that's kind of up to the team, like, whether whether or not – they uh, see anything that we can do out there. Do you see him experiencing any of the same like rookie nerves that you did? Uh, I don't. I think he's handling it a little better than I did, honestly. Uh, I put so much pressure on myself to, because I had so much. I think it all started with all the hype before the season. Uh, I was like one of the fastest guys, you know, at the Stopwatch Nationals, they call him. So. Swanee was all telling everyone how I'm going to win and stuff, all this stuff. So I'm, like, putting all my pressure, all the pressure on myself to, like, you know, go out and do this. And I think that's probably, it helped and it also hurt me. Um, I wanted to, I thought I could do that good and I knew I could do that good, but I didn't want the everyone to know that. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, going through your rookie season, you don't, you don't know what to expect when the gate drops. So I kind of wanted to be, to be low-key, but... Uh, Everyone just started talking about how I'm going to win, so uh, kind of put the pressure on and, uh, you know, put me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Hey, so I noticed you're wearing a, uh, a tank top. It looks like the official team logos and all that are on it, right? Yeah, these are the new, uh, they call them the mechanics tank tops. Mechan- Build day. I imagine that Will looks really buff in one. I don't think yeah. I've seen him in one yet. <laughs> Probably really pale. They don't make them that small, right? <laughs> so, um, well, hey, man, uh, we really appreciate you coming by. Uh, I know that you got a lot of errands today, right? Yeah. A lot of errands to run. Yeah. So, um, man, good luck in Millville this weekend and uh, in Washougal as well. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that. We'll be looking forward to that crybaby butt patch. Yeah, we're, I'm going to get working on it. That's a really good idea now that you put, now you put that in embrace my mind. Embrace the hate. Just embrace it. That's all you can do. They, they won't like that any more than uh, the, 
the stuff they're talking. So uh, it's a good idea. Maybe I'll, I'll show up there with it. Cool. Hey, thanks for coming in. No problem, guys.